broadcasting from an undisclosed location, from a secret hunting spot known only to him, and the guy who told him about it, and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics. Welcome back to another week of The Hunting Show. I'm your host, Stephen Spargo, and uh, I'd like to quickly, before we kick into this week's interview, talk to you about the interview we did three weeks ago now with Dougie. Interestingly enough, that is one of the interviews that sparked one of our largest responses. Young female hunter getting out there, hunting on her own, and a lot of you, first of all, a lot of the guys out there admire her for that. Secondly, we had a number of emails from young female hunters that say that they feel more confident because they follow Dougie on Facebook. They, they you know, look at her Instagram and they admire everything she does. So big congratulations out there to Dougie. You really put yourself out there. And by the sounds of things, young females and or female hunters in general are responding to that. Now, every now and then, I come across a product online that may not be necessarily marketed to me, but I think, gosh, there's a hunting, there's a hunting reason I want to own this particular product. This one is an interesting story. Sitting next to me in Stir Cafe in Taupo, right down here at the Boat Harbour, I have author, former minister, good guy as well, uh, Mr. Richard Preble, and before we get on to the product, how are you going? Oh, I'm a retired politician, which uh, there's no has been greater than a retired politician, uh, but I say I'm now respectable. Uh, how am I going? I, I've retired actually to Lake Rotomar. It's a beautiful spot. Why am I there? Well, to get away from you fellas. Um, <laughs> if, if you've been in Parliament 30 years, you have people who go on thinking that you're their Member of Parliament, and they come around to your house to come and see you, and you try to say, hey, there's a new MP elected. Now I say to them, when they ring me up, come around and see me. Where are you? Oh, Lake Rotomar. Oh, where's that? Oh, 43 kilometres from Rotorua. Or, oh, oh, look, I, I might see someone else. Yes. And Richard, I see on your website that you're also a bit of a trout fisherman as well. Not a hunter, uh, but you do get out there and, uh, and try and slay a few trout. How's that going for you? Oh, look, I have to make a confession. I've reached an arrangement with the trout. Uh, and I said to the trout, look, if I don't bother you, will you not bother me? And they've kept their part of the bargain, and I'm keeping mine. I was going to offer to take you out fly fishing next time you're kicking around, but on that note, we've got beautiful spots here in Topol. Now, the, the product that we've got in front of us has a really good backstory, and I'd like you to tell us about that. But I'll announce what it is. It is a, a New Zealand-designed cell phone that is... Super rugged. In fact, I'm going to put it through its paces over the next few weeks. But not only is it super rugged, it's waterproof. It has an extension aerial, and it's got a radio built into it as well. But the backstory to this is fascinating. We talked about it on the phone. I'd like to go through that with you now. Well, it's a story of modern New Zealand. Uh, I can live at Lake Rotomar because I've got the internet. And so I'm on a few boards, and people send me stuff. And my young relatives have been around and got on my phone. God knows what they went to, but they crashed it, uh, and I had to get it fixed. So I knew I'd seen a little um, computer store in Rotorua. I drove in, went in there, and plonked it on the counter, and there was an Indian man and obviously his wife, and I said, look, my computer's crashed. I need you to fix it. 
can you give me a ring? And they rang me at 8 o'clock that night and said, look, the FBI might be able to retrieve your files, but no one in New Zealand can, and it's it's a goner. And I then said, look, I, I've, I've just got to be on. And he promised me at my place, and which he was at 8 o'clock the next morning, and fixed me up a whole new system, uh, better than the one I had before and cheaper. And then I gave him a cup of tea and said, where are you from, Pakistan? And he, you're a computer bloke. And he actually said, well, no, I'm not. Um, I'm actually in telecommunications, and that got me very interested because I'm a former minister of telecommunications, and I've been on uh, a fibre board in New Zealand. So I cross-examined him, and under cross-examination, he admitted <laughs> to the fact that their company had 30 million customers, that he was ahead of their fibre rollout, and they had 6 million fibre customers. At that point, our company had 6,000. So I then grabbed my board papers and said, oh, there's a couple of technical issues we're doing here. What do you think about them? And put them to him. And he gave a completely different answer to our engineers. I went along to the next board meeting, and I was they all thought that I was pretty impressive until I had to admit that my computer guy <laughs> had told me this. But his ideas were good. We adopted a couple of them. And I became a friend of his. So I'd go and have a cup of coffee with him and talk about the industry and the like. And he was just running a little store in Rotorua, uh, computer um, budget computers and mobile. And then 18 months ago, he said to me, Richard, um, I've designed this cell phone. Um, I'd like you to test it. And I said, you, no, no, Mohammed, you haven't designed this cell phone. You just put your name on it. And he said, no, no, I've designed it. It's Android. Uh, Android's an open source system. It's quite easy to design a, a mobile, a smartphone. <laughs> well, you know. And I told him I was the wrong guy to test because I didn't even have a smartphone, but he insisted. So I took this Kiwi mobile away with me. And when I gave back to him a month later, I said, this is the most fantastic phone I've ever had. Um, but mates of mine said, look, that's because you haven't tried an Apple. So I went and got an Apple. Um, and after another month, I went back to Mohammed and said, look, this Apple's useless to me. Not that Apple's a bad phone, but you can't get reception in Lake Rotomar, whereas this Kiwi mobile that he gave me, I could get reception. I said, why could I get reception? He said, oh, well, that's because I built a much bigger aerial in it, and um, aerials count, apparently. I learnt these things about cell phones. So I went back a month later and said, look, I want to buy that phone. And he said, oh, it was only a prototype. I was doing it as a hobby, and I've sold it to a customer. We don't have any. So I said, well, look, order one, because he's got a manufacturer in China. He said, I can't order one mobile phone. So I asked him how many phones he had to order, and he told me. So I said, righto, I'll buy that number. And when he realised I was for real, he then said to me, well, actually, he made another phone that was better. So we cut a long story. We, we, we brought that phone in, into New Zealand, and it's gone very well. At that point, he explained to me what he was doing. And he said, look, I'm repairing cell phones. And what's happening is customers are coming in with all sorts of faults because the phones aren't designed for Rotorua. So they've got things like they scratch. Um, people drop them in water. No cell phone likes that. People just drop them. Uh, and, of course, the reception in Rotorua isn't very good, and, that, and that's not too good. So what, he's, what he was doing is solving every one of those problems. Oh, and battery life, for example. So he's now designed this one I've just shown you here, which is the, um, we're calling it a Ranger phone. 
and it, it, is, it is waterproof. Um, you could take a photograph underwater with it. <laughs> this camera there, you put it underwater, you can take a photograph. It's that, that, it's that, it's that good. Uh, it's shockproof. You can drop it um, there's three metres onto concrete, and uh, that'll be okay. For me, living in Lake Rotomar, the thing I like about it is the extended range. And for those who know Rotorua, the Blue Lakes are notorious. Uh, we took it out to the Blue Lakes, rang up Sparks fault service, and the fault service came back and said, uh, there is no reception where you're ringing from. <laughs> well, now there is. Uh, basically, for those who understand these things, um, this, is, this is not a this is not a um, satellite phone. If there's no reception, it won't work. But if you had your ordinary smartphone and you had one bar, which is enough for text but not voice, on this phone you would get voice, and you'll get text where other phones won't get won't get uh, anything. But we did another thing with it. It's got a built-in walkie-talkie, five kilometres clear range. And the idea behind that was that if there were a couple of people going out together and they're out of cell phone range, they can at least talk to each other. And we also did actually for building sites. On building sites, we think people will actually use the walkie-talkie rather than the rather than the, than, than using this uh, is it a cell phone. Um, we're doing it with our Chinese manufacturer who loves Mohammed. Um, how Mohammed knows him is because when you've got 30 million customers, the manufacturers come and see you, so they all know him, and, and they were very keen on his ideas. They, they're always trying to get him to go live in China and, and develop their uh, phones. But this particular phone that we've got, they've got another name for it. They call it a, a No Snow. I can't now remember the brand name they're using. Um, but they're selling this in Siberia um, because it's got another feature which might not matter much in New Zealand, but it's got a wide temperature range. So it's being sold there. It's also being sold in the Gobi Desert because <laughs> it's good for heat. And we're selling it in the, or the, our Chinese manufacturer. He's selling it in, a, in America. We have the rights for um, this part of the world. And we've got a couple with Spark who are very interested, and um, Two Degrees has, has, has also got a phone and they're uh, having a look. Because we're not really phone retailers, so we're selling a few on the, on the net and, in, and in, our, in our store. Well, it's interesting because you say that that temperature thing isn't something that matters in New Zealand, but it was actually that that led me to you in the first place. So one of the big problems I have is I, when Mark Clinch and myself a few shows ago were hunting in Whanganui, we were there for a minus six, minus seven degree morning. I woke up in the morning in perfect cell phone coverage, phone was dead, been on charge all night, and then putting it in my top pocket through the day, obviously, slowly <laughs> blossomed back into life. And mostly that was because it didn't handle the cold weather. And it's something that hunters complain about, particularly all winter, that, that certain cell phones don't handle the cold. I, I think, I think this one is going to, if it's working in Siberia, hopefully it's going to handle anything that we chuck at it here. Well, I had to, th had to thank the Chinese for that because they said, oh, a rugged phone, we need to have put the temperature in. And, um, and they're targeting Siberia. Uh, but they're also targeting uh, the desert <laughs> as well. So it's, it's got a wide temperature range. But I, 
I don't think we featured that on our website, but thanks for that insight. <laughs> we will. In fact, you've given me another insight, which I hadn't even thought about. Yeah. So I mean, I'd like to say to hunters, look, we were thinking about a phone for you. But no, we weren't. We're going around the other way. We we're saying let's solve every problem that anyone's ever had with a cell phone. <laughs> um, and then it, we'll, we'll create a market. We don't know what it is. But um, I'm, you, you pointed out a very obvious thing to me that hunters like to know where other hunters are. Well, uh, I've had a chat to Mohammed, who, who's a genius. And he says, oh, I can do that. <laughs> I can put on an app so that um, you all know. In fact, we'll probably go better than that. We've already got an app which which can turn this into a hotspot so that other cell phones that are out of range can use this phone to get in range, <laughs> which is, that's very clever. I'm not sure how much we want to sell that because that means other people won't buy a range. They'll just use, just use yours. But, but we can probably put one in that will um, certainly let us know where every other range of phone is. Um, and how far away they are and where, and where they are. And that's and using the radio that's in it. So th this is what appealed to me. First of all, the temperature, because that was my issue to start with. Secondly, it has got a, a, a walkie-talkie or UHF-style radio in it. Um, and thirdly, uh, that feature that I just mentioned to you, your willingness to say, well, actually, let's see if we can make that happen, and that is that through the VHF or the UHF or VHF radio that's in it, I'll be able to see where my mate is, uh, and obviously that's a hunter safety thing as well um, it feels solid you know and it's got this extension here and that can come off can't it uh, you see uh, the reason why it's got an extension aerial is that that was the hardest problem to solve we did all sorts of things when I say we um, Mohammed did all sorts of things to try and get a better aerial but uh, like other things in life size matters <laughs> and uh, they used to have them on the old Motorola but this one comes with a screwdriver and you just take you take it off if you're around town but if you're in the bush you put the aerial back on and because it's um, tough it's, it's it's a pretty rugged uh, design and it and it that is the factor that makes a difference I mean, it's as simple as that you, you just put on an aerial and if you could put an aerial on your apple it would have a good reception it's just that the perception on most smart cars most smartphones are built for New York and so the aerial on a typical smartphone is about two inches long, whereas this one goes right around the phone and then go up. So our, our aerial is about oh, 10 times longer than, than the average um, smartphone, and that's what gives you better reception. And look, at the end of the day, one in 10 Kiwis identifies as a hunter of some sort, and I don't know the stats for fishing, but it's bound to be a whole lot higher than that again. So uh, uh, markets so that you hadn't thought about as hunters, the fishermen, uh, are no, definitely going to have to be in there. I'm afraid we did think of the fishermen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we thought waterproof, uh, the amount of people who must have um, uh, put their cell phone in a plastic bag, then, then, then without realising, punched the plastic bag, dropped to the bottom of the boat and found that it's swinging in water. Um, well, this this uh, phone, if you you can actually put it under water, providing a bit of the aerial is sticking out, it, it'll ring. <laughs> um, I mean, there are when you put it in in water, the, the the it takes a while for the water to come off out of these parts, which you'll re read the instruction, but it, but it, but it's still. Um, you know, we, 
this is what I'm talking about is the um, the speaker system. So when water is in it, the sound quality of the phone does go down a bit, but it doesn't leak. Yeah. And, and when you shake it, the water comes out, and she's she she's great again. Um, other people have got waterproof proof phones. Uh, we've looked around the world, and our Chinese manufacturer thinks the same thing. We actually think this is the most rugged, commercially available phone in the world. And I find it amazing that a guy in Rotorua invented it. <laughs> yeah, not that I want to be hostile to Rotorua, but it just shows you what you can do on the internet. And that's the Ernest Kemp just leaving. You heard beeping in the background. Hey, look, it, it is. It, I liked the fact that after speaking to you, this is a, a Kiwi story, and uh, and you getting involved and in, in cheering that company or, or spearheading this has. I, ho I really hope it works out for you. No, I'm like the bloke with the razor. I haven't bought the company, but I but I but I've bought into it. I'm I'm now the chairman of the company, and I'm I, and I'm a partner in it. And I, and I have to say, I'm doing it for fun. I just uh, find this amazing, and we. We're developing other phones, which I was mentioning to you, but I was trying to show you the features of the latest phone, which I, which I signally failed. <laughs> but but um, I, I think our phones are, are actually better than the name brand phones, and they're about a third of the price. If I told you how much money these companies are making out of cell phones, I think it's criminal. And, I mean, we've got to give full credit to Apple for starting, really starting the the smartphone generation. I mean, that, without what um, Steve Jobs did with the iPhone, none of this probably would have happened or it would have happened much later. Um, I'm actually, when I first picked it up, this the phone itself, to give you an idea, because you are listening to this, is about as big as an iPhone in a life-proof case. Would that be the... your take on it? It's probably just about that size. Oh, yes, it's got a, it's got a big five-inch... Um, the big screen, um, <clears throat> but it's 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 thicker and it weighs a bit more, but that's because it's made of um, German rubber. Isn't it interesting? The rubber actually comes from G from Germany. Apparently, they make they make the best dense dense rubber in um, in the world, and that's what makes it uh, so strong and also makes it waterproof. And the screen is is ruggedized as well. Uh, yeah, it's gorilla it's gorilla glass. Yeah. So. I'm just doing it, and I've just done what would have ruined your um, cell phone. What what I used to what I've ru ruined all my phones with is is my uh, putting my cell phone in with my car keys. Yes. <laughs> well, you can put this in with your car keys, and it it, it won't scratch. Um, I I never like to say that everything's totally proof because Kiwis are so capable. I am sure that if you hit this with a big enough hammer, you could break it. <laughs> And, and one sure thing you never you say on this show is I'm don't sure scrape scra scra it with a chisel. Yeah. You could you could manage to scratch it. And, and this is the wrong show to say it's bulletproof on. <laughs> yeah. And, and right. Someone will test that. And I'm sure it's not bulletproof. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think one thing that it isn't is it isn't fireproof. So if you put this in the fire, the rubble will melt. Yeah. Um, but I say, Mohammed runs, he gets in about... Uh, a dozen phones a day that Kiwis have got that have broken down for one reason or another, yeah. and he just went through every single one of the reasons, <laughs> and he and he's fixed each 
fixed each one of them as, an, as purely as an engineering uh, challenge. Uh, and we did it that way around, rather than looking looking at the market and going and working our way back. But we do, what we have done is we've we've been giving out. I think this is our tenth model of a phone, and we've got customers, some of whom have bought most of the phones, and they come back to us and say things like, "What what what else they want? Other features." And so, in that sense, we're we're customer customer driven. Um, at the moment, we're about to do an experiment this weekend with one of the big uh, sheep stations, who uh, want us to take it around and say that they've got some cell phone coverage around the farm, and and this sounds great to them because they've tried the others, and while there are some rugged phones around. I, there's no rugged phone that I know of that has an extended range uh, with it. You've got to, you've got to basically have both. I was actually about to say that if you're going to have anyone that's going to work the, you know, really give this its paces, it's going to be farmers and hunters, isn't it? Uh, and, and I think the fishermen. Yeah, the but, fishermen. but we'll no. I tell you, we'll find someone else who's going to come forward who we've just never, we just never thought of. And I say from. I'm partly responsible in one sense because I live at Lake Rotomara and our reception is terrible. And I was going into Mohammed and saying, give me a solution. And he said, well, you can have one of these things you can put up in your house and that works, your repeater. But when I'm on the back of the property, I've got no coverage again. <laughs> I said, no, no, I want a cell phone that'll give me coverage. So... Um, this is completely off the subject of hunting, but I'll tell you that my first impression of it was it looks like a phone that a policeman would have. Have you thought about that angle? Uh, we have, yeah. and, and actually on our website we think that it's a first responder. Um, I think that's a proper word to use. Yeah. It's a first re responder type. One reason why I haven't tried to promote it to the government is that the government takes forever to make up its mind. Um, and you would know. I'll, I'll make another <laughs> I do, I do. I'll make another confession to you. Um, we are promoting it in New Zealand because I'm a Kiwi and he is, and we want to sell it to New Zealanders. But we're really going to sell these phones overseas. And we've got a couple of overseas telcos who are talking to us about orders that are so big that you, you'd be tempted to say, let's forget about New Zealand. Well, we're not, but... Um, uh, we're just a tiny country. I mean, in, in Pakistan, I found out this interesting detail. They buy two million cell phones a month. Just think about it. So that's just one country. And uh, we're being approached by a number of very big telcos who are saying, talking to us about orders that are just mind-boggling. And that's fantastic to hear that this is coming out of, you know, Rotorua, New Zealand, it been manufactured overseas, and, and economics probably says that has to happen. But that it is, I'm really hoping this is going to end up a Kiwi success story. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to be fair to our Chinese manufacturer on on a number of of the developments. Mohammed's given them the idea, and then they've gone out and worked out the mechanical solution, and then we both tested it and seen whether it, whether it works. But uh, a lot of this phone is absolutely him. He just sits down there, um, and uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I, I go into him and say some problems, and he comes back 
within a very short period of time and says, look, this is a, here's a solution. And we've got we've got audience in America, in Russia, in Australia. Uh, we, we really truly are international. Although probably a, a good most of our audiences are Kiwis, and, and followed by Australia and America, and then Russia. Believe it or not, a lot of hunters in Russia. If someone wants to find out more information about this phone and what you're up to, where do they go? Is it online? Oh, it's online. You go to www.kiwimobiles with an s on the end. .co.nz. And if you're somewhere else in the world. Uh, it'll either be, be us or we'll put you on to the... Um, we split, we've basically split the world up with our Chinese manufacturer. Um, and we're not... In, I mean, this is in New Zealand before. It's in a whole lot of other countries. So it's... Uh, uh, it's a, I think we're selling in China. We're selling in, um, in, in Russia and Siberia. And we're selling in America. And we're selling in, 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 in New Zealand. But we'll sell to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, thank you very much for your time. Um, you've, you've come and joined me over here in what normally is a beautiful topal day, although we've, we haven't timed it very well at all. Um, and you've given me one of these phones, and I will put it through its paces, and I'm going to give you some honest feedback. And by now, you probably figured out that's what, what I do. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, I might end up wanting to keep it forever. Uh-huh. Well, read the instruction book. <laughs> <laughs> if all else fails, read the instruction book, which is in there. <laughs> Thank you very much. And guys, remember, if you'd like to win that great prize with NZ Outdoor Hunting Magazine, all you've got to do is be active with us on Facebook, on social media, and by email. Um, give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. Um, just for your general information, there'll be a link to the cell phone company or to kiwimobiles.co.nz in the information center or the comment section of this podcast, depending on what app you're listening to. It's been great talking to you, Richard. Let's catch up again and see how you're going in a couple of years' time. Hey, a real pleasure. And in two years' time, we'll have done another 20 models. Fantastic. Guys, be careful out there. Be safe and good hunting. Broadcasting from an undisclosed location, from a secret hunting spot known only to him and the guy who told him about it and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics.